0: Thank you for listening to Brown Girl Table Talk. This is your host, Erica L. I would like to introduce to you Ms. Tawana Bonaparte. She's a native of Orangeburg, South Carolina. She's a small business owner of Six Seeds Financial, and she's an author. Her book is entitled The Roadmap to Financial Freedom, and she's a loving mother. Tawana is committed to helping her community. Tawana has also been featured on Dr. Phil's show to introduce her book, The Roadmap to Financial Freedom. Please welcome Ms. Tawana Bonaparte. Hi everyone, this is your girl Erica L. from Brown Girl Table Talk. Today we have Ms. Tawana Bonaparte she's going to share with us. Hi, Tawana, how are you? Hi, Erica, I'm doing well, and yourself? Good, good. So today's topic is financial freedom for 2019, and Tawana is going to share with some great helpful tips with us. If you could actually start off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about yourself, Tawana.
1: Yes, my name is Tawana Bonaparte, and I am the CEO of Succeeds Financial. And my business has been in place for roughly about two years. And the services that we offer are financial management, budgets, um, credit restoration and education. And we also have an array of services as far as helping people start up businesses from ground zero. And I am also the author of two books. The first one is The Roadmap to Financial Freedom. And the second one is the Roadmap to Financial Freedom Part 2, Investments Made Easy. So I pretty much do stuff up around
0: the financial arena. Okay, awesome, awesome. So we're going to get right into it. We know that 2019 is fastly approaching us. Um, I hear a lot of people say 2018 was kind of a, a cleanup year for them. Um, getting rid of the old, preparing themselves for new Um Making new preparations or trying to prepare themselves um getting past the old stuff um rather it be you know um the goal is to have financial freedom and that's my goal um that I'm definitely working towards so um ideally, if a client wants to come in and speak with you and they're pretty much starting all over again, like myself, for example that have gone through some turmoil um, in 2017 that went into two, 2018 and you're finally getting back on track to where you feel like you're in a place where you can start over again. What what advice would you start off with giving them?
1: Well, first of all, we'll do a consultation and find out what is it that you need work on so we can set some common goals. And once we have that in place, we're going to sit down and put you on a budget and see what monies you have going in, coming in and what monies you have going out and prepare a super um, tight budget for you so that you can get in the habit of um, strategically spending your money in the right places, making sure that everything that needs to be addressed is addressed as far as all of the needs that you have for your household, um, your personal things, whether you have kids or whatever that they need. We're going to make sure that those things are addressed first and foremost at the top of the list. And then we're going to set goals on to what things that need to be done and what goals that you have set for 2019 as far as whether it's a home that you want to purchase or is it a trip you want to plan for or a new car, whatever it is that that goal that you want to reach for 2019, we're going to include that in that budget so you can start working towards that as well.
0: Okay. that's good because I'm going to use myself as an example. I'm not ashamed to say where I'm at in my life and what I'm planning on doing or um, setting as far as setting goals. And one of my goals is having financial freedom. So with that being said, if I was a client that came in, my scenario pretty much in a nutshell is that I'm pretty much starting off fresh. There's a lot of debt and um, I've made some conscious decisions to decide whether I should do bankruptcy or should there be some credit repair? Um, I decided to go the bankruptcy route, but with that being said, it, I still, you know, um, ideally, for example, budgeting—that's pretty much not my thing. I'm a single mom, two children, um, once one income, you know, for a uh, for me, how would you um have me tackle a budget? Because I know me personally, and a lot of people in the community do not have budgets like they don't really have strict budgets they they don't know exactly what's coming in and what's going out it's just pretty much swiping a credit card or you know writing a check for a bill or what have you now we have so many bill pay systems set up where we don't even realize what's all coming out at one
1: time okay well once you get you know no, dismiss from the, oh, well, while you're going through the bankruptcy process, in the meantime, while that stuff is like, you know, things are not urgent and that needs to be paid, like, right away, but your household stuff and the stuff that's included in the bankruptcy, you have a little bit of freedom to kind of, like, start fresh and new by creating this budget. And as well, when you're creating a budget, you have to keep in mind that you have to change your mindset and, and revert to doing things differently. So once you change your mindset on how you want to proceed moving forward, if you're not really familiar with using a budget or you have been using one in the past, change your mindset and look at things like, I have a goal in mind and this is what I need to accomplish. So you have to have discipline in place as long as, as well as, you know, changing your mindset as to how you want to do these things and you have to make it happen. And when you do those things, then you can also get your budget plan you know in place or whatever and start the process and when I'm setting up budgets for individuals I check in with them at least once to twice a month depending on how severe their case is but if you're kind of like a great responsible person and that's something that you truly want to do I'll probably just check on you you know once a month just to make sure that you're doing okay and you're staying the course with your budget and you haven't fallen off but I'm going to do that for three months straight Mm -hmm. And if I see that you're having some technical, you know, some type of difficulties with that budget, then I'm going to check in on you every week or every once every pay period just to make sure that you're doing everything that you're supposed to and putting the monies where they're supposed to be. And being on a budget does not mean that you're in a shoebox and you cannot maneuver around and you can't spend money. What you're doing is having total control over how you spend your money. Right. and these are the things that people don't understand when you say the word budget you can't tell me how to spend my money you can't tell me what to do with my money i'm going to spend my money how i want to spend my money <laughs> right and that's not what a budget is consistent of it's consists of you putting your money in the right places and saving towards a specific goal and yeah. being that you are starting over fresh and new This would be the ideal thing for you to go ahead and get in place right now before the new year starts. Because when 2019 comes in, you want to already be comfortable and set and ready and rocking and rolling and having your stuff already lined up. Because you already know how much money you make. You know what you have to pay every month. And you put those monies aside to that. And then you're going to also create a goal. Whatever goal that you have that you're working towards, you're going to work towards that while you're sticking to your budget. You're still going to be able to eat. You're still going to be able to have family fun. It's just going to be a little less expensive. You're going to be doing some major cutbacks, and you're going to do more saving. Um, You're going to do a little bit of investing and creating, you know, other streams of income for your household. Mm -hmm. So all those things are going to take place during your transition going into the new year.
0: Okay, that sounds great. And it's funny that you say that because that's kind of like what I had on my goal list to have one more than one um uh, multiple screen screens streams of income. Um whether it be you know um driving for Lyft or um having your own personal home business or whatever the case may be. Um those were kind of some of the avenues that I was looking at um taking a look at Amazon, seeing what they have to offer independently. Um, Amazon is currently offering Uh, independent websites where people can go and actually order their supplies through you and still get paid and they're coming still coming through Amazon so um, just those are some of the things I've already like started looking at but it's so I guess it's so much easier when you have someone there to support you like you to put it in place (laughs) you know and I do this daily, so I can totally understand
1: because um, I have to put myself on a budget. It is so hard and it's um it's it requires a lot of discipline during this time of the year it's hard for me to not just go and splurge and go in and just buy whatever just because it just you know it's the season to be jolly. You just want to buy everybody everything and just you know put a smile on people's face but at the end of the day you got to realize that you have a purpose and a plan and also a goal. That you're
0: working towards, so you can't do certain things. So you talked about um, something that was very inter- interesting. You said mindset that you have to change your mindset, and I know um, sometimes that could be difficult. I think when once you, it's just like you know, you saying, okay, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. If your mind ain't where it's not there, you know who cares how many you know you. If you don't go to the gym, your mindset has to have you have to have the mindset to go to the gym. So pretty much,
1: and you have to have the mindset as well to eat better than what you have. And you got to cut out all the junk foods, the snacks and all the things that is putting the weight on you. And so you're going to have to make a, a lifestyle change as well.
0: And that goes and with the
1: mindset.
0: Hmm. So uh, as far as with that, is there like any tools that you provide um for, for someone that, you know, you know, that's struggling? They know that this is something that they need to do but kind of getting them prepared. Is there like worksheets or what have you? or you I, know. Have a,
1: I have a budget worksheet. Um, I have counseling sessions, coaching sessions that I offer. Um, those are some of the few things that I think are beneficial for someone who's starting out and trying to get a start on doing something new because, like I said, it starts with the mindset and something that you are willing to do and put forth the effort to do. And if you're not putting in the work to make it happen, I can't do but so much on my end. I can give you the resources, the tools, and everything that you need to make it happen, but you have to uh, partake in this process as well. So once I think you feel like if you're ready and you want to change your mind about how you're doing things and you want to do things differently because they're not working your way and you need some assistance and some help in getting on track, then I can offer you those things.
0: Um, I'm going to step out there. You know, usually I kind of ask a little tough, somewhat of a um, controversial type questions. But um, I know in the African American community, we tend to struggle, especially around this time, holidays, where we just go broke because we know that. But why? You know, yeah. Why should
1: we go broke for one day? Do you know how many hours it is in one day? It's 24 hours in one day. You live in this world 365 days a year, and you mean to tell me you're going to work hard for one whole month and take your whole entire paycheck and spend it on one day? The way that I was raised and taught, and I'm not trying to be the Grinch that stole Christmas. I'm just keeping it real. I'm a financial analyst. I'm a financial manager. I'm a financial coach. And I teach people how to properly spend and save and, um, you know, invest their money so i'm not trying to cast anybody away from spending the money on christmas day that's just what people do but the only thing i want them to keep in mind is we're in a new era we're in a new day and age and you have to do things differently this worked for us back in the day when the economy and inflation was down inflation is up now we have a new president in charge and things are getting tougher people are struggling People are living from paycheck to paycheck, and I see it daily. People inbox me on social media. People text me, call me all the time about how to spend their money. But when Christmas comes around, all bets are off. Nobody wants to stick to the rule. You're sticking to the rule 365 days, 364 days a year. But when that one day comes, oh, I want to see a smile on my child's face. Oh, I want to make this person happy. But you're, you're providing for these people that you want to make happy all year long. I'm speaking of kids Mm -hmm. and you're buying them stuff for their birthdays for the summer. When you go on vacation, school clothes, summer clothes, winter clothes, lights, food, roof over their heads. You provided all this stuff all year long. And you mean to tell me that this one day you got to spend $3,000 for one day for things that they probably won't even touch Touch for 24 hours. Things that, that they don't need. And then the next day your light bill is due and you have to wait until next month to pay it because you're making payment arrangements. Mm. Now, if that does not require you to change your mindset and to do things differently, I don't know what else to tell you. Because we're such big consumers and we want everything that we see so we go get it and we don't need it.
0: Uh, You just mentioned something. and I, I want to touch on, I want you to touch on this, but you said setting up payment arrangements. I'm going to say, I'm be honest with you. I have been guilty of setting up payment arrangements. For example, with cell phone bills, you know, they'll cut you off. But before they cut you off, they want you to set up these payment arrangements with them. Is that typically good? Because I find once you get in that payment arrangement mode, you find yourself setting up a payment arrangement every month.
1: Okay, this is why people set up payment arrangements is because they're either not making enough money. They're either overspending or they're not budgeting. And 90 times out of 10, nine times out of 10, this person is not budgeting properly. We live from paycheck to paycheck because we choose not to make the necessary cutbacks on our household stuff that we have going out instead of you having cable. Go get a fire stick. Go get just the internet where you can watch different. There are many things out here that you can purchase. A one-time purchase where it will not require you to have a um a bill every month. Like, I always use cable first because that's something that we don't need. Because right. kids are on their phones watching YouTube and Netflix. You're paying the cell phone bill. Why should you pay a cable bill, too? That's something that you can cut back on. If you're buying groceries... Why are you eating out for lunch? Why are you eating out for dinner? And why are you eating out on the weekends when you went to the grocery store to provide food for your household?
0: Guilty. You should be able
1: to pack your lunch. You should be able to eat at home when you come home and cook dinner. But a lot of people eat out for convenience.
0: Yes. Lazy. I mean, I'm going to say it's... Well, I wouldn't say it's all laziness, but I'm guilty of that sometimes. And I know that um, being a um, single mom, being active... You know, my son may have a football game, and I might, may not have time. By the time I get off from work, it's almost six thirty, seven o'clock, and I'm like, "Dad, by the time I get home, I don't feel like cooking because I need to get them ready for the next day." So sometimes I fall... putting something in the
1: crock pot mm. the night before. Right. There's always a there's always a plan that you can prepare for without having to come home and cook dinner. You can put a meal in the crock pot on, or you could cook a meal enough for a couple of days to which you only cook them twice a week. Wow. You can take sandwiches for lunch. You can take, you know, when you go to the grocery store, if you want to take a microwave meal to work that day, put in your lunch bag and a bottle of water and some, some fruit or something, some an apple or banana, that's not costing you anything because you already incorporated your budget <clears throat> with your grocery bill in there. Eating out is not a part of that. Good. That's not a part of your bill.
0: That's not a part of your budget. I seem, I seem um, just, just from talking with you, I see that you um, are very transparent and I'm sure that when your clients come in, that you're very, not that you're um, being firm or coming down hard on them, but I think that the the assertiveness that you have is very appreciative. And I'm, I'm just, you just pierced me just from having this conversation because you know, like I said, I'm setting goals and, and I'm, I am I want to make a change. And so those are some of the, the tough things that we need to address. And if you really want to make that change, you got to address what, what's messy. And,
1: and that's I have true. a chapter in my book, in the first book, is called The Naked Truth About Your Finances. And that's my favorite chapter because I run into so many people on a daily basis with the same issues. And nobody wants to take out the time. And look at their budget and their financial situation from eyes to paper in black and white. Nobody wants to sit down and look at that. So that's why I named that chapter, the chapter, The Naked Truth About My Finance, because nobody wants to to do that. But when you sit down and look at this budget on this budget worksheet is what I give each client when they come in for a consultation. Mm -hmm. And if they're not here, then I email it to them. I have them fill it out and email it back to me. And once I put budget for them, they're looking at me like I'm crazy, like, what do you mean I can't get my hair done? What do you mean I can't eat out? What do you mean I got to cook? What do you mean I got to buy groceries? Because you came to me with a situation, and this is a clear path for you to get back on the right track to financial freedom.
0: Well, me personally, I'm ready. Um, And just so we can move right along Um, just thinking about, um, you mentioned investments. I know, um, some people say, oh, I have to have a lot of money to make investments. Do you, is that necessarily true? Um, can you make investments at a small, with a small income?
1: Absolutely. You do not need a thousand dollars. You do not need a million dollars. You do not need all of this money that most people think you can start investments with just a small portion of your income the money that you spend eating out the money that you spend buying the new Jordans that come out the money you spend to buy a new outfit when you're going out with your friends all that money that you're spending unnecessarily can be money that you use to invest
0: so what is and some
1: people don't look at it that way because they're spending their money the way they to do it so Mm -hmm. all you have to do is sit back and educate yourself on how to invest with a small amount of money and it'll give you steps step by step on how to do these things so you don't need ten thousand dollars to start investing to get a return
0: so do you usually assist with you know what um which way they could go as far as investing whether it be stocks um what would an investment look like because you know i've i've heard people mention portfolios that they they work with
1: Um, uh that just depends on what you want to invest in and how much you're trying to invest in and the first thing i always tell them is to educate yourself on it first do not take my word for it i can walk you through it i can show you and tell you but you have to read it for yourself and learn it for yourself and i can guide you with that but i people to invest in stuff that they spend the most money on you shop at Amazon a lot or you buy a Starbucks a lot or you buy you know certain Nikes or whatever mm-hmm. I just recommend them to spend if that's what you do with your money a lot invest in some of their shares and buy some of their stock and get some of that money back and it's not an immediate return and a lot of people's like well I, I need my money right back but well, you're not the person that needs to invest because it's not something that's going to happen overnight right it's ups and downs and ins and outs it's good days bad days and the stock market changes daily so don't expect to invest something and get it right back invest only what you can afford to
0: lose and with that being said a lot of times our 401k plans our retirement plans are attached to investments and that's based off of the stock market am i right
1: that is correct
0: because
1: so... it's broken down into different um different companies that brings back the most money. um So that's why they break it down the way that they do. I don't know if you look at your statements or, you know, the initial paperwork that they gave you when you first started, but it is broken down into different types of mutual funds and all that type of stuff. And um they know which ones that'll bring back the best return, not only for them, because I'm pretty sure they're getting a piece of the pie, too, and you're getting a portion of it. Because mm-hmm. they're investing in your 401 as well as you are if you work for a company like that. Because sometimes they'll match 3% or they'll match whatever you're putting in. So, you know, they're getting something out of it too.
0: Okay. So with that being said, like, even with, um, for the children, scout. well, I look at scholarships for them, um, but also in regards to, you know, going to college and looking at, uh, savings for that I know in the state of North Carolina they have um, like the North Carolina North Carolina savings plan where they will you know give a certain amount but then also too is based off of how much you're saving in that particular savings
1: well there is a um, college fund that you can start for your kids um, I want to say oh my god don't make me tell the wrong thing it's a 501 50-
0: that sounds familiar. I think uh, that's what it is in the state of North Carolina 502 or 501. I think it's 501 plan B or something like that.
1: Something to that effect, but that is a um an option. Um and a lot of people sometimes have a savings account um put away or they have a college fund with their bank or whatever. Um those are different ways that you can start out by putting money aside for them cuz you never know what may happen if they may not get a scholarship what will happen if their scholarship runs out and you have to come out of your pocket you want to have some type of cushion put to the side where you'll be able to not stress out about it and have to get an additional loan at some point and you'll have that money already put aside and the college fund really is a great idea and I never thought about it until I actually went through and experienced it when I had to pay out of my pocket when I ran out of money Mm -hmm. and I I had student loans, and it's like through the roof right now. So, you know, when you run out of money and you got to finish school and you're close to the end, you're going to have to figure out a way to have it. So my parents didn't have a scholarship fund or um, no type of um, college fund for me put to the side because that's just something that they just didn't think was important because back then they were concentrating on making sure all the bills were paid and food was in the house. Nothing else mattered.
0: Right, you're absolutely right. Same here for our, um, my parents as well. I pretty, I, you know, I have student loans, but I don't even look at it as bad debt. Is that correct? Because some, you know, some people just say debt is debt, but I think when you're investing in your future and it's college,
1: absolutely, it's, absolutely. that's good because debt. There's good debt and there's bad debt, and I consider college education being a good debt because it's an investment. Right. Right. So then it's true.
0: Okay. Absolutely. I think bad
1: debt is when you're living in an apartment or a rental property and you're paying rent every month and you're not getting anything out of it but a place to stay. But when you're purchasing a home and when you're finished paying that mortgage off, you're having a piece of property and, and that's yours. It's going to be yours. And if you want to rent it out for rental property, that's considered good debt. Okay.
0: Yeah, I so agree with you. 'cause I mean, even with myself, i sometimes I struggle, I say, man, I don't know if I wanna purchase a house again, you know <laughs> you know with all the 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 ins and outs, you know you purchase the home, so that means you're responsible for everything, but if you rent you, yeah, right, so it's a down up and down, you know, um, you can debate that pretty much all day. So what if, if we could sum things up, what would probably be like the five tips you would want to share with someone to prepare themselves for the new year?
1: First of all, um, what I'm going to continue to say day in and day out, change your mindset about how you look at money and how you spend money. Um, create some type of emergency fund, um, some type of savings, whether it's $10 a week, a week, $20 a week, whatever you can afford to put aside, be disciplined enough to put it aside and leave it there and let it grow. Because if your tire goes flat, you're going to have money to the side to get a new tire versus waiting on your paycheck. And stop living paycheck to paycheck is what I want people to do. Because it's already hard enough out here. Inflation is going up. Everything is going up in the grocery store. The packages are getting smaller and the prices are getting higher. So for that reason, you need to have an emergency fund and some savings uh, to the side as well as stop living from paycheck to paycheck and stop consuming so much because we are the biggest consumers in this world. We consume everything we see. Yeah. And also, um, more than one, one type of income coming in, whether it's rental property, a small business, uh, online store, a product, anything to generate more revenue. So that you, will, you won't you will have to live from paycheck to paycheck. So those are some of the things that I recommend people starting to do for the upcoming year. But most importantly, changing your mindset as to how you spend the money and also have an emergency fund in place.
0: I know for some people, and, and this is the thing, and I'm not going to jump on the church folk, but we go to church. We believe God for, I mean, I believe God for everything. Don't get me wrong. I love God. But sometimes it frustrates me because the church doesn't really teach on finances and how to maintain your finances.
1: That's all they talk about uh, is tithing.
0: Yeah. What's your take on that?
1: Mm -hmm. I have been tithing since I was 15 years old when I started my first job and my mom instilled that in me Mm -hmm. and it's been something I was trained to do just like you train your child to say yes ma'am and no ma'am my mom trained me to go to church every Sunday Mm -hmm. and to pay my 10% pay God first and that's what I do and that's all I know so I don't know anything different I know when I don't A difference and a change in my finances and (laughs) opportunities and stuff of that nature. And when I do tithe, I just, just everything just flows the way it's supposed to. My God. And I'm just saying, like the way I was raised and taught, I believe it. It works for me. So to each his own, if it don't work for nobody else, it worked for me. Right. Well, that's,
0: you know, that's what, you know, I said, because, you know, some, like you said, the, the, the church itself, they just talk about tithing, and then I don't really hear about you know the finance, you know having financial freedom, and and preaching on. There is Dave Ramsey. Everybody talks about his um his uh, method in the church a lot. Um, I do see some churches incorporate the Dave Ramsey um package or what have you, but we really never um, it's not a big topic of discussion. Um, and it
1: should be yeah. Like, just like you get in the pulpit and teach about how we're supposed to do right and live right you need to talk about how we need to spend our money right and do right by that right. And, and I think that if it was instilled in the household and in the schools at early ages that half of the struggling wouldn't be going on now because it would be in us just like we learn our ABCs and our 1, two threes, we can learn how to spend money so that's for that reason is why I try to reach out to the the schools to where I could start in the younger ages and the high school is going to college and the college students coming out into the real world because I go to seminars, workshops, and I hear so many kids like in their 20s. Nobody taught me this. I didn't know this. I'm lost. My parents never showed me this. So that breaks my heart to know that everybody's not teaching their kids this. So that's why I wrote these books. And shared my story when I was a child up until adulthood, how my father taught me how to spend money and how to manage money. So wow. that's why I'm a big advocate about being on a budget and saving for a rainy day. And I preach it every single day. And some people listen, and some people
0: don't. Right, right. To each his own. And you know, like you said, you can you can draw the horse to the water, but you can't make him drink it. Right. You know. So, um, just for closing, can you share with us, um, if you have a seminar that's actually coming up, do you have, um, any event that's coming up that you're going to be a part of?
1: Only thing that I have coming up and that is on December 29th is a vision board party. Um, and we do a lot there. We do talk about the upcoming year financial stuff there. So this is, this will be my third annual event for succeeds financial for the vision board party and it will be held here in Charlotte at the Country Inn and Suites in the university area from one to four, and the cost is $25, and you will leave with a wealth of knowledge as well as your vision board that you put together and some other little goodies that I pass out. I've always forever given stuff when people come to my seminars, workshops, or any type of events that I have, so... That is the only thing that I have going on to end the year out. And we're going to kind of do a pre-New Year's Eve uh, toast or whatever to what we're going to have going on for the upcoming year.
0: All right. That sounds great. And with that being said, how can everyone get in touch with you?
1: You can reach me on my website at Six Seeds Financial. And that's Seeds with an S, SixSeedsFinancial.com. On Instagram, Tawana. No, to, on Instagram is Sixties Financial as well. And on Facebook, it's Tawana Bonaparte slash author. And you can reach me on there. Um, anytime you need to reach me, you can go to my website, send me an email at sixtiesfinancial at com, and I'll be more than happy to reach back out to you.
0: Okay, that sounds good. Um, I will share this information um, in the description of this podcast so that everyone, all our listeners will be able to reach out to you. I just want to personally, personally thank you so much for being on Brown Girl Table Talk. I'm hoping that our listeners um have gotten something out of this. Um, we want financial freedom. We want people to, you know, faith forward and, you know, move forward in faith and, you know, believe that they can be set free because, like you said, we are living from paycheck to paycheck. And the reality is that even though we live in paycheck to paycheck, the realness is is that you can lose your job at any moment and end up homeless. Your paycheck away from being homeless, and that's real. Right. So I do appreciate you being on Brown Girl Table Talk and sharing your information with us. Um, and thank
1: you for having me.
0: Oh, not a problem. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Tawana. Thank you.
1: Hello there. If you want to join Brown Girls Table Talk, go to my mommy's website.
0: Mommy's website is bgtt.onuniverse.com. Again, that's bgtt dot on universe.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Bye.